Yeah. Money never sleeps, pal. Welcome to Get Wise. The markets, your money, hedging, and everything in between. Featuring Rohana Wise, the founder and CEO of Wise Trading Technologies and the creator of Wise Risk. Get ready now to get wise. Welcome to Get Wise, brought to you by Wise Trading Technologies. This is your host, David Yaz. And with me, as usual, is uh, Rohana Wise and Mike Rooney, both from Wise Trading Technologies. How'd you guys uh, spend, the, spend the break? Travel or anything? Bathroom, <laughs> coffee, the usual. Anyway, um, so we were talking about um, just what uh, Wise Trading Technologies does in terms of managing uh, currency risk. Um, you know what? It occurred to me, Mike, we didn't get too much of your background. Can, if you don't mind, give us uh, it was 30, to, 30 to 60 seconds on, on where you came from. Sure. Yeah. I, my entire career pretty much has been in uh, technology and primarily financial services. Uh, found my way really to the sales and marketing side of the world and, um, you know, bumped into Rohana. Uh, you know, what I always look for in a solution is, is you know, a, a true problem issue to solve. And, and certainly in this case, um, you know, uh, Rohana's found that. And the mm -hmm. other intriguing thing to me about the, the company, the solution and Rohana was that solution was born out of real necessity. She lived the life. She went looking for, for you know, another uh, tool to do this and just didn't exist. So, um, you know, for me, from a sales and marketing point of view, hey, let's go out and uh, let's go sell that solution. And speaking of sales and marketing, let's let's make sure people know where to find you, uh, Rohana. <laughs> to, to, um, tell us the, the URL, the website and anything else you want to make sure people know how to get in touch with you. Yeah, so we are Wise Trading Technologies. It's wisetradingtech.com. That's with a ch.com. Was there a different way to spell tech? Well, people spell it with a K. Like oh, they'll, yeah. you know, they'll be like cutesy That's, about tech, but yeah. we're not. We're not cutesy. We're not cutesy. Like Jason Baratech was tech, T-E-K, yeah. Well, but even no when relation. not in names, it'll be, you know, like a conference will be like tech 2018, and they'll spell it with a K to be clever. Right. So um, I'm going to play a, a clip here for your uh, viewing, uh, listening entertainment, I should say. Um, there's a film coming out in March that is un certainly under the umbrella of the financial world, and it's by the filmmakers who brought us the, the Enron doc, which I think was called Enron Too Big to Fail or whatever it was called. Um, you know what? I'll go fact check that later. But um, that's what it's called. That was what it was <laughs> called. Okay. Well, good. Then I, I, don't have I read to fact that check and it. watched it about ten times because I was yeah. in that industry at the time. Yeah, and um, obviously, you know, shook up the financial world and really the whole uh, economy. And um, so this film coming out in March contain is about a different scandal. So that's enough of a setup. Take a listen. What is capitalism? It rewards those who work hard but it also rewards those who take advantage of others. After the mortgage crisis in 08, everybody's looking to get their money back. China's this exploding market. It blew my mind. Let's invest in it now. Everybody thought, I want to be a part of the China growth story. We're making a profit. $22 million, $100 million, $20 billion. $50 billion. This was simply too good to be true. And it was. There are no good guys in this story, including me. So that guy speaking as a, as a hedge fund manager named Dan David, no relation to me, 
David. <laughs> Those people with the David as a last name are just strange. But anyway, so the, the movie's called The China Hustle, coming out in March, as I, as I mentioned. It's, it's a scam that, that made the news, but I, I don't think people have heard this, certainly not as much as, as the Enron thing. But investors bought shares of fraudulent Chinese businesses, and I guess the movie is very revealing when it shows what was actually going on in China, which was not much. Like, kind of, you know, it's the old, like, empty warehouse thing. Like, it was a real... Um, scam of the of the you know one millionth degree. So, um, had you guys heard about this, the particular scam? Yeah. So, I, actually, yeah. in in a prior life, <clears throat> I worked with hedge funds in the kind of early days, and and uh, it was truly the wild west. And so, mm. none of that surprised me based on the folks that we used to uh, really uh, you know woo to buy our our products. Um, I mean, there's risk involved in all this, and, and you, you can uh, find spots to be fraudulent. Um, you know, in most cases, as in our business, it's not that they're really doing anything wrong. They're just not necessarily managing it or focusing on it. Uh, so things go, you know, uncovered, and there's more risk that's not uh not hedged against these guys were doing something apparently pretty wrong these guys here. <laughs> yeah pretty so, pretty wrong and, and, and got caught and it is you know it's, it's the old you know um one bad apple kind of thing but one bad apple can be enough to you know affect you know popular opinion i mean i know i mean do you agree Rahana? it's just so damaging yeah. you know it's just the the impact is so big and i don't know as much about that particular story but we all mm -hmm. know about and enron like i said i was totally obsessed with because at that time when I was uh, I was an options trader on an electricity and gas currency desk, and like my you know Enron falling overnight, it was like Microsoft fell. It was like what it just rocked my world. Yeah. And that company I was working for had gone, so it forced my whole career change. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's a particularly fascinating story. But it does you know it's like yeah every so often there's something people will always figure out a way, and this does it's it's kind of it brings back the concept of just like how how far you know, the average investor is from where their money is. Right. And and not that they can be expected to close that gap. They're not going, you know, you're hiring professionals for a reason, but those professionals need to step it up and yeah. protect their... Well, is Bitcoin kind of, you know, parallel to this in a way? I mean, people yep. were seeing this easy money. If it's, too, it, if it's too good to be true, it's probably too good, right? It's yeah. not what it There's says. always something, right? Yeah. It's the, what was the... It, the doc, didn't we learn anything from the dot-com bubble? You know, I, yeah. I, like I look around at this crypto. That's what I think when I see the cryptocurrency. I'm like, did we not learn anything so from it, the dot-com bubble? So what, it, at the risk of, of throwing up my arms and saying, I still don't understand Bitcoin. Uh, I still kind of don't understand Bitcoin. <laughs> but, but so th there was the same kind of like romance around Bitcoin, the same kind of like um, shiny new thing phenomenon that happened with the dot-coms. And it was, it and... Is that the popular thinking right now that the Bitcoin fascination is is uh, superficial? I don't know if it's popular. It's my thinking. I yeah. mean, I think, I think there. So you know, Bitcoin is called a cryptocurrency, which just means it's an electronic currency. It only mm. exists on you know in data. It's not no, but there's no piece of paper, right? Right. And the idea, and in case this is helpful for you, Dave, the idea, no, I mean, because <laughs> explain it's, it to me like I'm two years no, old. No, it's actually you know it's not that complicated. Like mm -hmm. the idea is that. If you think about every time, if you take the life of a dollar bill and every time it exchanges hands, literally, yeah, you actually mm -hmm. recorded that, and now right. it, it now it, you wrote it on the back of that dollar bill, like mm -hmm. Dave gave Rohana a dollar, yeah. and now every time you made a transaction, it was written on the back. It's a, a, you'd have a ledger, right? You'd have a right. ledger on the back of your dollar bill, and so mm -hmm. if you think of it, it's called a portable ledger. Mm -hmm. 
So that's all it is. It's it's recording a blockchain, right? Think about it like a chain. Yeah. So you can you can basically always that it's it's secure because okay. you can always go back, and you can see every transaction that that currency has made. Now, I think there's absolutely a place for cryptocurrencies yeah. in this world, like without a doubt. But at this point, there are like 95 of them, and they're like there's an ICO, meaning an uh, independent coin offering, which doesn't make sense because it's not really a coin. Oh, no, no, independent currency offering. Right? Okay. Uh, yeah. There's like a new ICO every day, and I get I get a lot of people coming to me suggesting that I should issue a, a cryptocurrency to fund my company. So it, it is it does very much have the same feel to me in terms of it's like, I don't really understand it, but I know people are making money on it, so I'm just going to go yeah. do it. And so whether scary. or not there's any fundamentals there, like I'm not really thinking about realistically. So to throw right. my hat in the I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand what <laughs> drove up that price so crazily. What where do Hype. people you know, you go back to the gold standard, like people understood like this is precious metals that backs this stuff. That's no longer true, but Watching that thing go up to two, three, four thousand, you know, uh, is crazy. So some people definitely made money off of that. You know, I think a lot of people have now wrote it down. But um, uh, yeah, hype can be a powerful thing. Yeah, I mean, just in uh, using another uh, obvious example, you know, the the housing crisis and having just within the past year seen the the movie The Big Short, um, it was it was one of those moments where it's like, how come? How come people didn't notice? You know, how, all those dot coms, you know, they're. I imagine if you dug into most of, the, of their financials, you'd find, you know, there's not much there. There's right. not much there. It's 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 a, um, you know, it's a, an exciting investment only if you use projections and you know hopes that everything is going straight through the roof and it, and it never happened. But right? it's also hopes that we're going to figure out a way to monetize this. Yeah. Right. Like at that oh, point, yeah. there wasn't yeah. even advertising. That it was like. We know that there's a demand. And so if there's that kind of demand, it's almost like Facebook, right? It's like, we'll figure out a way to monetize it. And that's what they were betting on. Mm -hmm. And of course they did. But, you know, when you're just throwing money at these, it's a bubble. What percentage of people who own dot coms actually figured out a way to monetize their, you know, viewers and users and um, it's got to be, you know, it's less good. way less than one percent. Yeah, I don't. I mean, know. I seem to remember right. Amazon even even for the even when it was sort of the, one of the best well known sites. Still, it took years before it turned to profit. Um, right? And it never yeah. turned to profit. Yeah. It is profitable now, oh, cool. but it never turned profitable on its original business model. It on, is on the books, or, right? or not yeah. even on the even on the online marketplace. Okay. It's profitable on their um, hosted web their hosted cloud service called Amazon Web Service. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, it's interesting, right? <laughs> I know. Crazy. And Uber, yeah. I, I under has not made money. It's you know, so yeah. but it is kind of the same thing. Well, there's it's such a great idea, there's so much demand, and that's true. So Will someone figure out a way for Uber to make money? Because I, I I mean, presumably yes, right? I I yeah. assume I mean I yeah, there's Yeah, um it's one of these things that the idea is too good. Anyway, so um <laughs> but but you know the the this um, reminds me the 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 film coming out this China hustle business. It reminds me that most um, people who only follow the financial industry sort of casually think that investors uh, investment management, uh, whether they be the wirehouses or the smaller shops or whatever, that they're they're mainly driven by making money. You know, you think of I think of you know um, cheesy uh, Leonardo DiCaprio playing uh, what's his name in Wolf of Wall Street, um, and 
there are so few, having been a financial advisor, I can tell you, it's, I spent a lot more time worrying about losing money than I did about how we can <laughs> make money. I mean, so is that, that and that's, and you, you are, um, what you do, Rohana, is so in the camp of protection rather than, right. you know, shooting for the moon, right? Well, yeah, and I, I think um, not only that, not every asset manager, not every person placing an investment is even doing it to maximize their return. I think most most really aren't. Yeah, I mean, most are in it to take care of people's money, right? Well, but, that's yeah. that's kind of you know they're not right. There's there's nothing. This is something uh, I I'm gonna credit the CEO of MFS with, with uh, Mike Roberge with this or Rob Manning. One of them said this. Um, there's no shame in working in an industry where you're taking care of people's most, you know, this is because we do get a bad name. It's like, yes, everybody who works in, you know, if you work in capital markets, you are greedy. Yeah. And I always, you know, I always push back on that. I always resent the, you know, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. We have to break apart and do this and that. Like, yeah, there's some pretty bad stuff that's happened. But yes, Dave, I agree with you. Most people are just trying to do a good job. But additionally, there are a lot of places that they have a different their their objective is different than just maximizing revenue like they're maybe they're environmentally responsible or they have a mandate of you know lgbt or mm -hmm. a certain university or there there's it's slice and dice all kinds of different else. ways yeah. that people say okay well instead of just g giving money to a charity i'm going to use my money and put it in in a in a way that's going to actually make more of a difference than sort of trusting some sort of charitable organization to to move my mission. Right. So it's there's it's just so wide it's so widespread. Yeah. But they all have currency risk. Which is where, which I, I can't I say, <laughs> no matter whether they're a gunslinger or the, the opposite, they all have currency risk. Yeah. Sorry, so go I ahead, mean Mike. all all the different funds and portfolios, they have a prospectus that say here is our investment plan and here's our guidelines and here's all these things. And what, what they most likely don't have is oh yeah and there's gonna be sixty percent currency risk built in there. So I think one of the things we do is separate the equity risk or business risk from that currency risk so that the investor who's saying, yeah, I'm making an investment in this Japanese company, not in whether the yen is going up and down, but that Japanese company. And I know that if that company actually, you know, it does increase by 20%, my return will be 20%, not 20% less the change in the, in the yen, right? Mm -hmm. So separating those two uh, different uh, risks uh, to stay uh, in conjunction with the guidelines of the portfolio. Right, right. Well, I feel more educated. I hope you do too. <laughs> so thanks to uh, Rohana and Mike. Thank you for listening to Get Wise, brought to you by Wise Trading Technologies. And our thanks from our friends at Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network, for producing and hosting. Check out all the cool stuff we have at the Boston Podcast Network, pod617.com. And check us out next time on the next, edi next edition of Get Wise. See you then. Alexa, what time is it? It's time for Margie Plaprude Saves the World. When the roof's on fire, the country's in turmoil, and it seems like everything's going <laughs> Who are you going to call? Your favorite bleeding heart is back. Margie Claproot is here to save the world. Margie Claproot here. We are going to save the world. I've never done a podcast, and here I am doing a podcast, and I'm ticked off. I bet you are too. New episodes of Margie Claproot Saves the World every Monday on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network.